You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. All right, man. Well, Mike, you know this is our last show for the season, so I, I need you to bring your A game, okay? Okay. Just empty that bucket right now. All right. Not much in it right now, but I'll get what I got. You know how you always say a good, a good coach comes into the game with a little something special? Well, I, I need yep. all of that. Okay. I, I think I've used everything special up by now, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just messing with you. You've always got some new stuff. So uh, before we jump into – we're going to get into free agency today. Uh, we're going to get into salary caps. We're going to get into some things going on with the NFL combine coming up, which is r- really interesting. And uh, a couple other issues. But before we do, uh, you know, one thing kind of escaped the media the last month of NFL football. And I, I know you caught it because if I caught it, I know you caught it. So... Uh, I, um, things are going along and we're, we're getting into the playoffs and I'm noticing there's no COVID issues. <laughs> like what happened to, do you remember in the, in the beginning yeah. of the season, you know, we had a, a plethora of COVID cases and guys were sitting out and stark names were out and this, and then it just went on through the end of the season at one point. I want to say with maybe three games ago in the regular season, there was a spike and the NFL was, was looking at quote unquote alternative plans, right? So if something happened, they could somehow get through this. And then they, they announced that they would stop weekly testing. NFL teams were no longer to test weekly. And that happened. Well, I want to say, the week, the final week of the season. I remember that announcement. But yeah, it was sometime in December. The other thing yeah. that you said was that the downtime, if you tested positive and, you know, if you're asymptomatic, you're okay or whatever it was. But they just, they basically just said, hey, that's over with. Let's go back. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Right, right. And once they said that the testing, because this came down through the, you know, the federal government, and once they decided that, uh, you know, you can, have it, or you can test positive and be asymptomatic and not spread supposedly. But you know, all the rules and all the the science for this thing changes, you know, month by month. So they just said that with it. Yeah, yeah, that was strange to me because you know here we are, we're getting ready to go into the week of the Super Bowl, and even at NFC, NFC and AFC championship games, I'm thinking, wow, everybody's clean. They could have all had malaria, and because. The Rams are playing in their home stadium in LA with all the stars and this <laughs> the stars are out and all that kind of stuff. They weren't going to slow anything down. They were going to play it there. That's just way. And they didn't want any distractions. So yeah, yeah that rug, that rug had everything thrown underneath it. Yeah. Funny how that happened. Uh, yeah. That kept that money stream going. Uh, another thing too, if you watch the game, which most people did, 
lot of people in, in uh, SoFi Stadium didn't have masks on. And I, uh, I live in L.A., and I can't go into a business without a mask anywhere in L.A. So that was another interesting thing. You know, regardless of what side of the, the, the pandemic thing you're on politically, regardless of that, I'm just wondering what happened to that. Well, did the governor come down with the deal now that he, uh, he revoked that? The mask mandate. Yeah, but I don't think that that was the case during the time of the Super Bowl of the Super Bowl. Yeah. In fact, the, the governor, so, the, the mayor of the city was there and he didn't have a mask on. So if you have 100,000 people at the game and them are wearing masks, who do you arrest? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You I mean, start with the recourse? guys. What's yeah. the recourse? See, uh, what happens, you get shamed on social media or something, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I guess you start with the people in the, in the cheap seats and work down to the suites, right? He didn't something have any problem. Like the government didn't have any problem with standing next to Magic Johnson and some of those guys taking a picture without a mask. Boy, any, anyway, Mike, that was just something I noticed. Hey, what the heck do I know? I'm just an old retired NFL guy. So anyway, m- moving on. Um, so is this going to be a new trend now? The Rams go out and they get rid of their quote unquote problem, which a lot of people felt was the quarterback. They bring in another quarterback and he had his moments during the year. But at the end of the deal, the Rams, uh, with the help of another star wide receiver and Odell Beckham and then a pass rusher and uh, Von Miller and another couple other guys there, uh, Weddle came in late. They get the job done, win the Super Bowl. So now this is a copycat league. Is this what we're going to see now in the offseason? You know, I think um, it, it's all specific to who, it, who that guy is, too. You know, he was a big talent. I don't know if there's anybody out there this year that's available that has that kind of talent to make a, a team good other than Aaron Rodgers, you know. Yeah, you're talking, we're talking about the quarterbacks, obviously. Yes, the yeah, quarterback yeah, position. Stafford. So yeah. to me, the match made in heaven would be Aaron Rodgers at San Francisco. Yeah, and Devontae Adams, but you know how that goes. It, there's a lot that would have to get worked out to, to have that happen, but I think they're probably one of the teams I would like to have a quarterback like that. I think that uh, there's several teams that will be quarterback uh, poor here pretty quick. New Orleans is one of them. You know, James Winston is – if they resign him, it'll be a one-year deal on an FCOM kind of deal, you know, with all the – attached uh, provisions to that contract, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some teams that are in bad shape at quarterback, for sure, that are good football teams. Yeah, Winston, he got hurt, and so that thing changed there. Uh, Russ Wilson up in Seattle, that's got to work itself out, right? Well, this year, I think if he left, that's a $26 million hit to the cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can't be prorated. So I don't know how you make that happen. I, I suppose there is a way. Uh, business-wise, but I don't know what it would be. Yeah, and Seattle is one of those teams that's above the cap now, pretty pretty solid. They're uh, they got about thirty-five million dollars cap space, so they're they're okay from that standpoint. But you, not, 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 regardless to say, it's still a big hit, so you have to take that into consideration. What right. what teams would be a good fit for a guy like like him? Um, going back and look at Chicago needs a quarterback desperately. Uh, the young kid there is is just not ready to go. I mean, you can you can go on another two or three years. And he may never pan out. They're such a good team waiting to happen. They just need that quarterback, and they need a guy who knows what he's doing on offense. 
You know, I mean, and that's not to say that the assistants weren't that way. The head coach clearly was over his head. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Deshaun Watson, and you're talking, you know, you're talking about Justin Fields in Chicago. Yes. Yeah, number one pick. Um, uh, very much like Trey Lance, you know, a lot on the plate, a lot of, a lot of expectations, but you know, it's going to take some time. And uh, the guy that want to wait, the situation is kind of uh, strange right now is Cleveland. Uh, they've got to decide what they want to do there. You know, whether they're going to confirm that and move on with Baker Mayfield or, yeah, you know, move on in a different direction. That's, that's a big one there. Yeah. And the left shoulder injury, you know, he had the surgery, Yes, uh, but the, they were supposed to be what Cincinnati became. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. And so, and so that can't sit well in the boardrooms right now of, uh, of the, of the Browns. Deshaun Watson, you know, that thing got ugly off the field. Uh, the, the Texans clearly said, you're not going to play for anyone this year. We're just going to set you down. And now, uh, you know, it looks like he's going to be available. I think that there's probably a number of teams that would be excited about Deshaun Watson, to be honest with you. Uh, when you're really quarterback poor and a, a guy that can manage that personality, to me, a logical one would be, and this sounds outrageous, but would be Pittsburgh. That's the one team that's really a good team in need of a – Yeah, I can see that. Tomlin's going out there and made mention that he wants a quarterback. He wants a guy that can move around. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. That would lead you to believe that at least he would entertain that to some extent. Yeah, no, you know, Mason Rudolph, uh, Dwayne Haskins, those are kind of the the options there now. But you just get the feeling that they're not head over heels with either one of them, especially no. Rudolph. I, I, I get no. that feeling anyway. No, they know that they're not the answer. You know, they're yeah. just not. You know, they, they're a good football team that is in desperate need of a big-time quarterback. Yeah. Is Brady done for sure? Who knows? I would say yes, but heck, he's 45 years old. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's all these rumors that Elvis is back in the building. <laughs> I know. I, I just don't. I, don't, I think he's done. Yeah. <laughs> he is an Elvis. Once you, once you entertain being retired, you start thinking about that word retirement. It's pretty hard to come back off of that. Yeah, well, they say if you're talking about it, you've already done it. Yes. That's yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Rogers, you've already prefaced this. San Francisco seems like the 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 dream landing for him. He's from the Bay Area. All they need is a quarterback right now. Hence that last drive in the NFC Championship game against the the Rams. Uh, but the Tennessee is an option because I I don't feel like Tennessee is. They can't be too happy with Tannehill right now, especially the way he he stumbled through the playoffs and. Help the team get eliminated early. Well, it depends on how they feel about him. You know, I've I told you this from the very beginning. I just ultimately don't think he's good enough. I don't know if you can win a championship with him because in the clutch, when he's got to take a team with a, you know, forty-five seconds left in the game, we're going to get points. I just, he's just not that guy. Yeah, you know, he's not a quick guy. He's not a quick decision guy. He's not quick with the ball. He's okay. You know, he's just kind of your average run-of-the-mill quarterback that does a fine job, but ultimately. He can't win games because of him. Yeah, yeah. You have to protect him on how you call a game. The Washington Commanders, that's their new name, the Commanders, uh, they've made a lot of noise through the seasons, a lot off the field, which hasn't been good, and then now some on the field. To Taylor Haneke, uh, where, where might he – will he stay? And I'm looking at – I'm hearing rumors 
that's one place that Russell Wilson could possibly end up if they say we're done with Heineke. Yeah, if I'm a player, I don't want to go to Washington. The, the owner's being investigated right now. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. That, that's a, a nightmare right now. I'd just stay away from that place. If I'm a player, you know anything to do with that. But Heineke, where's he going to go? You know, and and they just need to get better around him. To be honest with you. Yeah, you're not very good in the offensive line. They got injuries and injuries and whatnot during the season, and you know they got beat up so bad defensively, particularly in the defensive front. They lost so many good players. You know, so mm-hmm. it's they're a team on the come that is is uh, going to be a factor. That's going to be a good team, but you know Heineke, you know you need. You know, Kurt Warner without those receivers is probably a journeyman guy. Yeah. You know, so you've got to have talent outside of here who you are. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you know, when they didn't have some receivers for him and the line was bad, they were were saying he wasn't the guy. Yeah. You just have to have the pieces. You just do. And I think that's why I think that San Francisco is such an interesting team for a great quarterback to go to because it would instantly put them to the forefront. Yeah. What's the overall feeling of Kirk Cousins right now? Well, you, well, you're feeling. Well, you know, I feel Kurt is an excellent player. You know, I think up there they put the governor on him uh, to some extent. Um, I think his terrific uh, skills, very accurate, sees things. He is that quick read and react guy that, you know, Tennessee doesn't have, for instance. So I can't imagine them letting him out there because – First of all, who are they going to replace him with? Who are you going to replace? You're going to what are you going to do? Bring in Garoppolo or someone like that? You you don't want to make a lateral move. No, you don't want to complain and then do yeah. something in haste and then say, well, we'll draft one or we'll go get one free agent. There's just anybody out there. What are you going to do? Go get Jameis Winston and bring him up there? Right, right. No, you you got to be careful of that one. No, I I like what he's been able to do. You have to be in love with him right now. Make sure you keep him and. He gives you the best chance to win, and I'm sure they recognize that. Yeah, you got the receivers. Uh, you got Jefferson there, young kid. He's very much like Jamar Chase. He's going to be very good, has been good, going to be even better. And they're running the uh, ball good. And they're running the ball, right. With, with Dalvin Cook, they're running the ball. He got banged up late there, but they're running the ball, so they have that. Defensively, they seem to get it done. Uh, it, there's going to be a change there uh, with the coaching staff, so that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how they are defensively. Mike, because I think this team has always said, well, defensively, we're going to be good enough uh, to, to get it done. But, you know, now with the coaching change, uh, O'Connell going up there, uh, Kevin O'Connell going up there from the Rams, um, you know, he's a new head coach. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, I think what he does will match exactly what the quarterback's good at. You know, that the hard play action. There's very few quarterbacks that are really good with their back turned to the line scrimmage. And by that, I mean hard play fakes and then coming back and finding guys down the field. That's a hard thing to do. Uh, Mark Bulger uh, was not real good at that, and he's a real quick read and rack guy, but it shook him up to have to be able to do that and turn around and find guys, and it does. Some people just – Kirk Cousin is excellent at that. That's one of his strengths, and that's what, that's what Kevin O'Connell, that's what the Rams do, you know, the hard yeah. play fake come up. And get the ball down the field, kind of a thing. So I think it's, I think he's exactly what Kevin O'Connell would probably want in a quarterback for what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, with the high energy that he brings into that program, I'd be really interested to see how good uh, Minnesota gets this year. That's a great point you bring up about uh, that hard play action with the back turn uh, to the line of scrimmage because Don Shula told me once that 
I, and I asked him, I know we were, we're down to Super Bowl and uh, he was doing a show for us. And I asked him, so what, how, how come you didn't do a lot of play action with Dan Marino? And he said, well, part of the problem is Dan always wanted to see the rush. He wanted to yes. see the line of scrimmage. So we couldn't do that blind play action and stuff. And it really limited us on, on other things that, that we could do out of the offense. And I was like, that's interesting. I never, I never realized that from, I knew he would, he would not take a sack. He was hard to sack because he's getting that ball out of there, but that's, that it's, was it's, part it's of it. Kind of a, it's kind of an unspoken factor with courts, a factor with quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, some of them are better at than others. Some just can't do it and yeah. uh, or don't want to do it. Um, I think that uh, a guy like Aaron Rodgers would be really good at it because he's so confident. He sees things so quickly. But yeah, yeah. The one thing that I do know is uh, either they're willing to do it or not. And if you force them to do it, they're just not good. Yeah, I could see that though, Mike. You turn now, you got to find everything and feel the and rush and feel the yeah. rush at the same time. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, yeah. And the clock is going so fast in a game. The yeah. speed of the rush, and then you're going to turn your back to it and play fake and come up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do, buddy. Yeah. Uh, th- you'll love this one. Uh, yeah, because I know how you feel about Derek Carr, and I, I like Derek Carr as well. Uh, new coach down there uh, in Vegas, uh, Josh McDaniel, now coming down there from from New England. I think he might be ready, more ready than he was when he went out to Denver years ago. Um, new general manager, Mayock is out of there. Dave Ziegler, uh, he's a new GM. Feels like they're going to keep Derek. Now, I think it feels like he's okay now. <laughs> you know, it's just so crazy. We're going to get Derek Carr. Where, you, where are you going <laughs> right. to throw Derek Carr out there? And they're talking yeah. about, I'm not sure. Where, are you serious? <laughs> he is. He's a victim of what they were doing. And yeah. uh, he excelled, even though what they were doing just wasn't very good, you know, for him. And, you know, it was all the crossing underneath stuff. And didn't let him throw the ball down the field, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I yeah. think that because I think with this system that he's going to put in, there's enough flexibility to take him in the direction that he has some real strengths in. Right. Here's a team that uh, a year ago, this time, you would have said, boy, I expect them to be in the Super Bowl that just happened, and they weren't. I expect the quarterback to really take care of this thing and, and do a hell of a job, and it, I don't think that happened. And now they're talking about uh, you know, maybe the coach is under fire, maybe the GM's under fire. This is Indianapolis I'm referring to here. Frank Reich, old teammate of mine, love him as a coach. Uh, they ran in a little bit of trouble with the quarterback. Looked like he was getting it together. It didn't get together. Now, uh, Chris Ballard, the general manager, you know, there's, there's grumblings. There's murmurs. Uh, right. what, what do you think's going on there? What do you think they'll decide to do? Will they just stick it out again here with, with, the, with the quarterback or what? Well, no, I don't think they will. I think they'll, I think they'll leave. They've given him the opportunity. He just didn't do it. But I think, first of all, as a head coach, Frank's got to go back and look at the beginning of the season and figure out why they were so bad. Right. You know, what was it we came out of camp? Why did we come out so unprepared and play so lackluster, which is what they did? And then they gained momentum and they became a real good team. Um, Carson Wentz, the judgment is an issue, I think, with him. Yeah. He wants to hold the ball on to hold the ball too long and try and make something out of nothing. And his judgment is what I his skill is is beyond reproach. I think he's got great skill. But his judgment and how tough he is with those things, 
I would question. But the fact that he hasn't done been given the opportunity, um, but just like anything else, Ron, that's great. You want to get better with who? Right. right. You know, so before you start, you know, making these changes, you better know who you're gonna you're gonna put in there and make it better, you know. Yeah. That's what the Rams did last year. They they had a plan, they had a guy, and they made the deal with the guy early. Yes, and they got they it done and went after him and did yeah. No, I, I will give them credit for that. The including Stafford, the people they brought in, everything they brought in helped them get to where they ended up getting at the end of the year. Well, I think it's a head coach. I think I think he identified him as a guy that was going to make a difference for them, and they just yeah. were all in on it. Yeah, and he knew who, who wouldn't. But he didn't make that decision when the season was over. He he knew during he the knew season before. where they had to oh, go. Yeah. He knew way before. And, yeah. And so you can – there's ways of going about that without directly contacting him. You just – you target it, and you meet as a, as a staff, and you start, you know, with the – you, you know, with the financial people and whoever does their cap and whoever does contracts and the president, et cetera. And you say, this is what we'd like to do. Yeah. How do we get this thing done? Yeah. Now you can't do that now, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can try to, but it's a lot, a lot of that's already, you're behind the eight ball of that. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point, you've got to start that conversation and this is going to sound bad, but folks, this is business. Okay. You start those conversations midway through your your current season, if not earlier, don't you? You do. It's just like firing a coach. You can't fire yeah. a coach and say, okay, now who's out there? Yeah, they start that early. You bet yeah. you most guys know who they want, who they like to have, and they have a list, you know, a year in advance in case something happens and during the season's going bad, then they know. Yeah. And if you don't, that's why they're a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, we, we need to replace some dogs around here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my current dog. Listen, you're <laughs> I'm waivers. short on you, buddy. I'm just letting you know you yeah. you'll be around here another year. But after that, hmm, there's a puppy you know. down the street that you can't like. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, does everything right. You know, yeah, smiles at me and yep. you know wags a tail right. You know, so just just we have know. an old we have an old little uh, dog here, uh, Mitchell Dachshund, and. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for him because I don't. He it's hard for him to walk around. He's bumps into things he doesn't see well. The reminds yeah. me so much of myself, Ron. <laughs> and that's why I have so much affection for him. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, my same with my yeah. dog. My dog used to sit here and watch film with me. You know, he'd be in here before I got here. Like I say, ten minutes early, fifteen minutes late. You know, he'd would you be bribe him? Huh? Would you bribe him with? Well, that was the beauty fits. of it, Mike. That was the beauty. I didn't have to back then. But now yeah, I got a bribe, and now yeah. he shows up late to meetings. Now I have to prod him to watch film with me. See, okay, Ron, a new I'm dog. A, I'm gonna break your. I'm gonna break your heart. I think somebody is coming back door on you and, and stole that dog's affection. Talking yes. to my dog. doggy biscuits, whatever it takes. I think they pulled the you affection away from him. I never thought of that. Yeah. Somebody is talking. It's a subversion. I'll be damned. It's a burst of effort okay. to find the love of right. that dog away from you. All right. Well, I'm going to put into that. I'm on it now. Thanks, Mike. Yep. All right. That's that's great, man. Hey, uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So the, the elephant in this room is a good friend of yours, Sean Payton. Yes. Who Who is now up in Idaho somewhere listening to our podcast and smiling on the porch, you know, overlooking the, the beautiful uh, – planes covered with snow right now it might be skiing yeah yeah but i I know he listens to our podcast so oh boy if you're mike mccarthy you can't help but look over your shoulder 
And if you're Jerry Jones, what are you thinking? Well, that's a tough one. Like we, like we just got done saying, um, Jerry's ahead of everything for sure. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going through his mind? He, he, he'll say 100%, he's our guy, blah, blah, blah. When all the time you don't know how he really feels, of course. He's yeah. a great businessman. He, he's a poker player, right? So I think that uh, it's a critical year for Mike. Uh, the only thing I would say about Mike is I don't know that he had the enthusiasm that he's had in the past, mm-hmm. you know, in coaching. Uh, that'd be the only thing I would say. I think he's uh, knows what he wants and is getting those guys to do that. It's such a tough place to coach, Ron. Well, I know it you know, is. Like, oh, like it's got to it, be. It's the hardest job in the NFL to coach because, you know, you're really kind of propped up there. You know, no matter what you say, you got to check it off before you say it, you know, and it's all checked and, you know, that's not the party line, so to speak. And you're like a substitute yeah. teacher, like we've said. And I think players know that. So it's hard at sometimes. You just have to peel their integrity and their competitiveness. But um, they need somebody with the high energy to come in there and get those players going. I don't know if Mike's that guy. Yeah, and I know Jerry Jones, he, he watches good friend uh, Stan Kroenke uh, double down, triple down, and win a Super Bowl. So I know he's thinking, okay, how can I pull this? But when you look at this team, he kind of already did that. He brought it. I mean, he's he drafted a couple good guys. You know, you got the running back. All right. You got the the um, you got the receiver and Amari Cooper. You know, they lost a tight end last year You know, with an injury. You got the quarterback. You know, maybe they could use a couple other defensive players. You got a DB. You, you know, you got looks like you got a pass rush. You know, do it's they always- go this same route? Do they go out and say, OK, bring me just bring me stars. Let's go. We'll pay them. Bring them in. Well, they've already got stars. They've, they've that's already, that's what, what I'm saying. They already got stars. That's a team that's always had stars, and they've always underachieved, you know. And, yeah. You know, it's just like a, putting your finger in a dike. It leaks in a dike. You know, you get the secondary fix. Boom, they're playing good. Then this over here, and then, you know, it's it, they just kind of take turns falling apart at times, you know, and the offensive line fell apart on them. And, and uh, the quarterback, I don't know what happened to him. He wasn't the same guy at the end of the year. The second half of the season um, – he looked confused. He looked unsure of himself, which shocked me because that's he's never been like that. So there's to me, that's the issue right now. And I don't know who's calling the plays or doing what there. Um, I don't know if Mike took it over because they were way more conservative. And he, he just did not look comfortable with what they were doing, to be honest with you. Okay, so it's safe to say that somewhere whether it's social media, whether it's an actual phone call, whatever you want to call it, there has been a line of communication directly from Jerry Jones to Sean Payton. I can't say that. I don't know that. I, that's okay. I'm going I'm to say it because with all of that money, and oh, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys are over the cap, uh, about 20, anywhere from 21 to $26 million. So the, over the cap. So going out and spending won't be easy unless they you know, do some, so they're good arranging of the cards, but they're who, good. But who like do you they said. need to bring in, you know, they'll, they'll draft well, like they always do, and yeah, have good players. I think they need to get better in the offensive line. But other than that, you know, they're good enough. They've been, okay. they've been good enough for a long time. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then, the, then it's about the play calling. It's about how the offense is being run. And I know Jerry wants that fixed now. He didn't want it fixed after next year. He wants it fixed now. 
So what happened, Ron, is, you know, years past offense was just scoring points left and right, and defense was just uh, Yeah, and they did that the last, last couple year, of years. Def- yeah. yeah the, then last year they fixed the defense. Dan Quinn came in, they fixed the defense, and then offensively they just kind of fell apart the second half of the season. Yeah. I don't know why because he was not the same player. And I, I thought, told you, I thought he might be injured somehow. He, but he just looked unsure of himself. He held the ball. He wouldn't turn it loose. It was just not right. Yeah. Yeah. And just And they were doing different things than what they'd been doing earlier. So I don't know where there's a difference there between the coordinator and him or I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Free agency will run its course and we'll, we'll keep everybody – uh, through the offseason the best we can one way or another we'll keep uh keep them informed on that one uh, but let me let me jump to this now because this is the next part of the puzzle in the offseason once everyone gets their coach gets their staff gets all that stuff lined up uh, and before i forget it uh, brian flores landed with pittsburgh right. on that staff so that that that's a good move for him and that's a that's that uh, interesting place because he could very well, if something happens to Tomlin, he could very well slide up in the head, as a head coach, but he's coming in as an assistant. Um, Mike, let's talk about salary caps for each team. And I'm, I'm looking at my, my salary cap list here, and I've got surprisingly uh, three, four teams. I'm, I'm going to say five teams that that are well above the cap. And when I say well above the cap, I'm talking over – $13 million over the cap, okay? So the Rams, they're in the 28th spot over the cap. The Cowboys, I just mentioned them. They're about 21 to 26 over the cap. The Green Bay Packers, $48 million over the cap. And the Saints are, are in cap purgatory, which is maybe another reason that that uh, Sean said in adios is uh, there's $76 million over the cap. I don't think there's any question. That's why Sean said, adios. <laughs> yeah, the writing's on the wall there. Wow. Yeah. And I, I know, know you, oof, I don't think man. I'd have taken it. I know. And that's when you take that job, Whew, I tell wow. you, what, you just became the captain of a ship that's got a big hole in the bottom of it. Yeah, that's like uh, getting flown out to the Titanic. And we're going to put you on this one, and just let's just see how it goes in the next couple yeah. hours. And we'll get back to you. We'll be back I, to pick you. Up. By the way, watch out for icebergs. Yeah, watch out for the icebergs. Oh. <laughs> a couple ice cubes out there. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think though, there, there's a number of things you can do. Obviously, you can restructure some of the big contracts. Yeah, you know, you can put the money back, but it's going to come and get you eventually. But you can restructure some of the, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, they can go to him and he's got one year left. And, you know, it just depends that, you know, Amari Cooper, there's some dead money in there, I'm sure. I don't know where all their money is. I know they're over. Uh, the Cowboys, I think they've already done some of that and they'll have to do some more. It's, they've, they're so talented. They've got so many good players. They're going to have to jettison some, I think. Well, we'll see the Cowboys, the Packers, in Minnesota, even the Rams. They they all they're all in that window, that, right. that that opportunity window. So, I guess you don't look at their cap number and say, "Oh man, you're in trouble." No, we're here. So now, how do we just get to that next level and win these next couple games to get in? It's like the Rams. The Rams figured out, okay, we finally got over that hump. You know, we we got to the NFC championship game, had it home and got this. We got that hump. Dallas is trying to figure out now, how do we win these playoff games? They're there, 
for all intents and purposes. I don't know if the Saints are there. They seem like no. they're outside of the window, but Green Bay is there for all intents and purposes. But how do you get back under the cap is the issue. Yeah. How do you get back under the cap or how do you win this thing before it's too late? Cap. Well, you got to get back under the cap before you think about winning. <laughs> you know, you got to, it's got to get right. You know, but like, but like Green Bay, but like Green Bay, Mike, Green Bay is there. Okay. Yeah. They, they lost that game to San Francisco, but you've got all the pieces in place. To, to get there, right? To get to the Super Bowl, wouldn't you say? For someone yes. like Green Bay? Yeah. D- Dallas, same thing. Like we said, they've got all the pieces there. There's something dysfunctional with whether it's offensive play calling or something, whatever. That 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 has nothing to do with your players per se. Well, going out and getting the, some magic talent to add to that team isn't going to make them win anymore. It's not going to make it right. No. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. And the Rams pulled it off somehow. It started with the quarterback, but then they brought in those two other guys. And that's key. Do you think they would have won it without Beckham and without Miller, especially Beckham? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just becomes Jefferson and, and Cup probably gets a little bit more attention than what they had. Yeah. Uh, I think it made things a lot easier. And Von Miller, um, you know, he had some attention out there. He didn't want to single them up, but – yeah, he he's good, but he's not nearly what he used to be. Yeah, uh, I think it helped them, but do I think they win in any way? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Weddle okay. is probably a bigger sign than those. Well, it was interesting. Yeah, he came in. I think he stabilized that secondary. No, that question. secondary was a mess. I've seen a, I've seen a, a messy secondary. Believe me, I know when guys aren't on, aren't on the same page back there. And uh, that helped. That's yeah, something they, they that, had a lot yeah. of issues there, and he straightened it up for them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here, here are teams now. Now, that was the bottom part of the salary cap. Now, I'm going to go to the top part of the salary cap, and I'm going to give you the top <laughs> five teams that are in good shape salary cap-wise. In other words, they have a lot of money to spend for the cap. And it's just so everyone knows, it's estimated, okay, uh, right now that there's a salary cap number of about $208 million approximately for every NFL team. Okay, that's, that's the cap number right about now. So number one spot with the most cap space in the NFL is the Miami Dolphins. They're, they're sitting at uh, $62 million over the cap. I mean, under the cap, sorry, under the right, cap. Right. Okay. Chargers. And I know you'll like that because I know you like the quarterback and I like him too. They're 57 million under the, under the cap. But I will tell you this about yeah. the Chargers. I think they've probably been 57 million under the cap. Yeah. For a long forever. time. Ever. They're not wow. going to spend to the cap. That's just not what they do. They That's don't want to spend to the cap. Why? They just, because it's money in the owner's pocket. That's why. Okay. But okay. So now my, that, that begs the next question. Well, where is the commitment to winning the big one? <laughs> I hate to put you on the spot, but yeah, that's no, the question. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go there. No. It's, here's, here's what you got going. If you can win it all with it, great, but don't bother me. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the way it is. Yeah. Right. Here's the, here it is. Don't ask for anything else. Right. Oh, that's rough. Especially since you spent the money on the quarterback, and the quarterback is good enough to take you to the I promised know, land. But they don't really care. I, mean, I think they're oh. businesses, you know, the spouse, real estate, and all that. I think they're kind of cash poor to some extent, and they rely on this team to do a lot for them. 
And it's not going to get any easier here in L.A. because now you've are, you are already struggling in a market that's taken over predominantly by the Rams. OK, we the league came here first with the Rams and they said they want the Rams to have the market. And they're the stepsister here. Now they win the Super Bowl. That's not going to get easier. Well, it doesn't take long for Ram fans and, and all the L.A. people that potentially could be Charger fans to realize their business model and what they're doing. Down San yeah. Diego, people are well aware that they don't spend at the cap. They, didn't, they never have. And they're so far below the cap, and they're not paying They're not paying players. They're not going out. They don't re-sign great players. They've mm-hmm. never re-signed players in the past. You draft a guy after four or five years, <clears throat> to another team. They just, you know, they just don't make an effort to re-sign him. Yeah. That's what yeah. they do. The Bengals use the same model for many years. Char- yeah, yeah. And Charger fans, old Charger fans from down in San Diego will remember the window that was open when you had Ladanian Tomlinson, when you had uh, the, the the quarterback Rivers, when you right. had Gates a tight end, you know, even for a while there, and they did make it when they had Seau and Harrison. They they did make it then, but that window opened up that second time, and they they couldn't get there. You know, and I think their general manager in the last few years done a great job of drafting. They've drafted very well, in my opinion, very very well. And they just need to retain those guys. You know, they need to yeah. keep those good players. You know, let the tight end out of there, which was a huge mistake. You know, they need to keep Bosa, the oh, the tight end. Yeah, yeah, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Oh boy, I never there? understood that. How do you let him out of there? You know, he's such yeah. a big factor in games. And you know, Mike Williams. Now they're going to resign him. Probably not. You know, so Keenan Cardinal. Keenan Cardinal now is getting older. He's that beard he has is getting longer and longer, you know. So yeah, they won't yeah. resign Keenan. You watch, and they've got the money to do it. They won't. Yeah, I mean Mike Williams yeah. rather. Yeah, Allen. Yeah, right, Allen. Yeah, he's he's getting he's getting up there. He's not getting. You have to resign Mike Williams. I would think so, oh but gosh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. You know, they've got so much work to do on that team from a personnel standpoint to to get it up. They need to. They need to improve the offensive line, but defensively, my gosh, they they've got to get some defensive linemen in there. Yeah, they do. They've got to, they got some work to do. They got pretty not not bad on the back end. A couple of young guys. And there's but, uh, there's plenty of there's plenty in the free agency right now. Yeah, a couple of good edge rushers. There's some corners out there. Terrific free safety. I mean, there's yeah. plenty for them to go after and spend money on. But I I would suspect that they probably won't do much. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to that too because that's my team. You know. Yeah, I know. I no, well, that's why I charge you up on that. No pun intended, but <laughs> and that's Telesco, the general manager. Uh, that he's we a great one. To. <clears throat> I think yeah, he's he very, very good. good and I think he does the best he can with the business model he's been given. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jaguars are, are third best under the cap. Uh, Cincinnati, right behind them, they've got forty-eight million dollars under the cap so plenty of money to spend and it goes on down you got the jets in there broncos colts seattle oh well rewind back up to cincinnati remember cincinnati and the chargers use the same kind of business plan they they have they have yeah you're right and maybe maybe mike and i'm being optimistic here maybe the bengals are out of that mode now what do you think mike no mike brown would never let him out so Perhaps there's a change in in leadership there to some extent because they actually went out and got free agents last year, which they yeah. never would do in the past. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They went out and got and improved defensively. They need to go out and pick up maybe Brown, the offensive tackle, and 
they need to sign some offensive linemen in the free agents because that's what kept them from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Now they're gonna, yeah. Well, like you said, they're gonna have to go get some offensive linemen. I'd go. I'd go pay somebody. You're sitting here, forty eight million under the cap. You better go pay and, and buy some because you're not going to live very long with that quarterback as good as he is sitting there paying, playing patty cake with the football. Don't hold your breath. Oh. <laughs> you know, they'll draft some linemen. They will. They'll draft some linemen. But they're not going to go out in the free agency. They might go out and get one or two, but that's it. De- depending you know, who's available. I get that yeah. part of it. Yeah. But, and, 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 and right, depending on who's available in a draft as well, we don't know about that either. But both the Chargers. Yeah. And Cincinnati are always in that mode at the end of the season. They're always have terrific cap room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the NFL combine. So the NFL combine happens uh, around the end of February, early March every year. It's March 1st this year. And for those of you who don't know, that's when all the uh, NFL prospects out of college get invites. They invite 300 guys, roughly, give or take a couple. And those represent 300 of the best in the country. And they show up and they test them. And it's roughly three days of just grinding and testing and, you know, poking and prodding the meat and running the 40s. We, we know what that's about now. You know, the media celebs now like to dress up in suits and run 40s. And that's it's all pretty funny. So but now there's a little bit of a rift. Because the NFL, uh, they're claiming part of this is COVID related. They want to make changes to the entire combine system as it pertains to uh, rooming. They want guys to room uh, individually. All right. They do not want to allow the same amount of uh, used to be that your personal trainer could come. Then your uh, your your masseuse, then your uh, therapist, and then this, and then that. All the they're saying no, 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 none of that can happen, and they want to do all of the testing. You know, you've got the forty yard test, you've got uh, individual drills, you've got bench press tests, you've got vertical standing broad jump, okay, medical test. They want to do all of it in like a day. They want to shut cut down the time period to do it all. And the NFLPA, the players' union, is pushing back, saying, "No, no! If you do this, we are going to organize and boycott the the, the combine." Whew. So, Mike, okay, a lot of lot going on here, and and I don't know how much of this is just smoke and how much of it is real. But number one, have, is this possible? We can now get to this point where a combine could be boycotted. Because this represents your chance as a player, like your one and only chance maybe to, to make an NFL team or at least a, your first no, shot. I don't know. No, they're, these guys, just for the, just what you said, the you know, NFLPA can flap their wings all they want, but this guy's not going to go. He, that's his chance to be in the league. He's that's not going right. to happen. That's not going to happen. But there's so much dead time at this thing and you've been there before there's yeah. so much dead time that can be done away with i think they're just trying to streamline it there's so much superfluous things that happen uh you know the interviews you know you interview a guy but he has an interview on camera and every player has been talked to by his agent and it's a canned reply to everything you, there's right. just if you want to know this kid then you're just going to go have to see him wherever he is afterwards 
you can do away with all those personal interviews and just go with the one that the league does on tape. And then if you if you want, then bring him in and talk to him or go see him. But there's so much redundancy there on a lot of things. The medical part is very, very important. You know, we found guys, the league has found guys in there with heart issues that shouldn't be playing, you know, some of those things. So I think all of that, they, they test everything medically. You, nothing can get by them. I think that's excellent. That's yeah, excellent. I never uh, – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. All the testing, for the physical testing, the strength, the uh, – you know, all the things that you do in the field are good. They're consistent, and they give you kind of yeah. a good measure. But the time between is so weird, and the, the amount of people there that don't need to be there is ridiculous. Well, right. Absolutely. See, I, I, I never had a problem with how it was run. With, was It just it seemed like maybe we could do everything in a shorter amount of time. Right. Okay. And and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to, to like you said, streamline it, condense it, and get guys in and out of there. Uh, There's okay. no reason but, to have a player come in with an entourage now. That's ridiculous. Oh, no. And it's gotten ridiculous. And, and he yeah. does his deal and he's out of there. You know, and, and, uh, no, and that, the, yeah. the thing that, that I never could quite understood is they have a big table at night for these players to come and sit at. A position coach, say you're the quarterback coach, you go over and get this quarterback, you bring him over, you're going to talk to him. Well, then there's like five or six other quarterback coaches that come over and sit around with you and you engage with this guy and you only have like 20 minutes with him. Then thing goes off and you go get another guy. It's cheesy. Right. It's just you, you just don't get anything out of that. You know, just uh, there's so much stuff that's done in that thing that just does not make sense. I always thought that it was it was um, that it needs to be changed. It does. Okay, like guys, guys, right. Like, like what guys have done, guys have learned to, and I'm not bashing anyone on this, but if we're going to test, let's, let's do that. Let's actually test the 40 guys train for forties. Now, Mike, they, they have hacked the 40. In other words, guys have learned how to beat the test, but aren't really that fast. They'll run a four, four, but their game speed isn't four, four. Well, They've why- learned how to start. They learn that they know the, the, the nuances of the, the clock. Okay, the beam does this when you move this. So if you lean here and then go, you save a tenth of a second. And if you do this, and, but I'm not really testing what's lost. You're not really testing what I meant to test in the first place. How fast are you? So how do you, what do you do instead? I would, I'll tell you what I do. I would do a running 40. Meaning I would, uh, every, everybody starts moving. I don't care if you start the goal line. In, in they, a do jog. they do yeah. that. They do that. So what but I they did, also, uh, so yeah. what you do is I did this on all the players when I was coaching. So they they have a they have you're timed in the 10 and at 20 yards in that. I don't know if you know that. I know that. Yeah, so, I know that part. Right. So but it comes from a standstill. Yeah, right. So you yeah. stand, but yeah. when you hit 10 from 10 to 40, that 30 yard deal, I, I compared those times. So the okay, that's, never, so the start was never part of it. Uh, that's different, Mike. Now, see, that's what I want to hear. Right. And that's what I was getting at with Some my Some guys idea. have a better sort of Cooper Cup ran a poor 40. But who plays faster than Cooper Cup? That's interesting. Isaac Bruce right. ran a 4.58, but he played way faster than a 4.58. He plays way faster. Jerry that's Rice. my point. Jerry, Jerry, what was he, a 4.6, 4.7? No, 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 yeah. So yeah. It, just, it just doesn't make sense. And I may give you kind of an indication – it eliminates if you have real extreme speed, it'll show. 
And if you have poor speed, it'll show. But all the rest of it, you just kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Here's the yeah. thing about the 40 that I love. It's my favorite deal. You go in there, and they have the 40 measured out. And, of course, they have the lasers going across. So it's all done electronically, right? Yeah, yeah. There's 150, uh, right, personnel. Yes, guys in the stands at the finish line with their watch. No one trusts Why? Yeah, Why? Right. right. Why? You can take those times electronically and compare it to years past because they're all on the same time deal, right? But yeah. you get all these guys with these, well, I know they got electronically, but I got them at a four, five, eight. <laughs> So you're better. You know, doesn't it, it never made sense to me. I used to ask those guys, the scouts, I said, why are you doing this? Yeah, well, we have to. We're told that we gotta do this. That's that exactly. No, that's right. It's it's but something that, see, to behold. But yeah. that whole mindset about that in itself, to me, makes so much of it so illegitimate. You know, I mean, it's just Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my thinking on the running 40. You know, get now I take the start element away from it. Just because you've yeah. been able to practice sure. to start. I, you, see, I'm not testing how fast you are. I'm testing how well you start. Yeah. And I'm not saying explosion and quickness isn't a part of, of football. But no, it's but, also, think about it, You catch a ball, it's turn and go. That was a yak yard. Yeah, but exactly. Right. And we did that. We took, from, we took the first 10 yards out of it and looked at from yeah. 10 to 40 to 30 yards as a measure how fast it really Oh, that's are. so smart. That, see, that's, that's so smart. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, to me, the other drills, some of those cone drills that show flexibility in the hips and so on and so forth, you know, those are, those are the things. I, I told you this story. That, that was what my dad used to look at and all the time. And, that, and that's what he would – that's one of the things that he would use to determine, you know, whether or not he really liked it back. He, you know, film study was paramount. How he played as a football player was first and foremost, okay? But since he had to be at the combine, which he really didn't like, he would go to this cone drill, and I think they'd burst out, and then they would karaoke across, right. and then backpedal, and then do something else. But he said every time a guy has tight hips, they struggle in this drill. And, and tight, he didn't want guys with tight hips. And tight hips don't work in certain positions on a, on a football field. Doesn't work especially in a Yeah, I can't tell you, the player that's got tight hips, it just doesn't work. <laughs> I don't care if you're an offensive work. lineman or whatever, you know, you just doesn't that's right. work. That's right. That, that's exactly so there, right. So, some of those drills are really appropriate. And you, the yes. drills, I don't have any problem with that. And yeah. you know, the long jump, I, no problem with any of that because I tested. No, I didn't have a problem with that. I, I, yeah, right. But the, the yeah. meetings with the players at night, you, everything yeah. that comes out of their mouth, you got 15 minutes of this can. It's just, yeah. It, but my favorite is 200 guys at the finish line with a hand. Time. Yeah, hand time. Yeah. 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 Man, that, that's You could that's do something. that whole thing on tape. I don't know why they send assistant coaches and scouts there. You could do that because it's on TV anyway. You do that well, whole thing on tape and look at it and never send your staff down there and get the same yeah. information. Yeah. You know, you know where a lot of this beef I think is coming from also a, a, a against changing the format currently of the combine television. This is a show. What's oh, a big deal. Television. Yeah. Yeah, television wants to go down. They'll make this thing for a week. Yeah, I, like I read something and said, "Oh, that's that's crazy to make make players bench press uh, and then run a forty in the same day." They want they want to divide it up, Mike. They want to just 
do the bench press one day and then don't do anything and then come back and run to 40. You, you really think you need that much time to recover after a bench press max to run a 40? Yeah, you got to be do, kidding me. As long as you're doing the same thing with everybody, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? You better be in, in that kind of shape to be able to do that. But I'm reading this stuff. People say, I oh, think they, no, that's I do that's think they can reform it, speed it up. It's Of course it's, they can. It's yeah. the worst. I hated the combine. In fact, when I was looking at offensive linemen, instead of going and sitting in the stands and looking at it from – I stayed in my room and watched it on TV because it was close up. It <laughs> so did it right on TV. Yeah, because you could Isn't see that it. something. You could see Isn't it better. Something. Oh boy! And then the pro days now have turned into shows. I'm I'm watching guys. This quarterback, the, the Mills kid from Stanford, last year. You know who ended up playing pretty decent, I guess for 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 the Texans. He, uh, I'm watching his pro day, and I'm thinking, wow. I didn't know he was that good. And I'm just looking at it like everybody's a star on the pro day on television. Yeah. You know, everybody runs with their shirt off. Heck, okay, so I guess I'm going to just start working out with my shirt off in the gym. Yeah. I could just tell people I'm, I'm getting ready for my pro day at almost 60. Well, the pro days are, are it just kind of like the combine. It's an event, you know. So yeah. The big <laughs> names, I mean, particularly big schools. But, you know, if you go to San Jose State or – San Diego State, even it's not like that. Unless there's a really a big number one pick coming out and they're going to film it. But yeah, you go to Ohio that, that's State, it. Notre Dame, it's always like that. Oh boy, yeah, it's gotten big, and I and I understand it to a degree. You know, it's okay. We're going to make money off of anything we can do NFL related. I get that, but the biggest there's little, thing there's a little bit of overkill with the combine. That's what your dad said. The biggest thing is how's he play. He wants to be, It's just like uh, <laughs> Ernie used to tell me. You got to believe what you see on tape. Oh, boy. That's because right. he's got all this talent. If he doesn't play like that, you got to believe that that's who he really is. You can't think that's that right. you can get it out of him. And that's that's mistakes many people make. And then you, you got to look at how well he competes. Then to me, that's the biggest one. You want to yeah. see yeah. at whatever level, you want to see how well he competes. And that's that's not hard to see on film. No, that, that that's right. That's right. At the end of the day, I'm looking for a football player. That's that's what I'm looking for. Best competitors so, you got, you know, find yeah. you surround yourself with people that are highly motivated that, that compete better than everybody else. That that's all it's about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So all right, Mike, we got a few more minutes here. Uh just want to make people aware of this. The NFL, we know the NFL is they play some games over in the UK and down in Mexico and a couple other places abroad, but now the NFL has uh, has really expanded. Now they, they're talking about international markets that have been awarded to specific teams. So those I teams can go sell me- merchandise there, uh, probably start streaming games there. Uh, yeah, so on. Well, that's where so the legal make money streaming the games there, you know. Exactly, exactly. And I'm just looking at this here. Uh, these are just a couple teams now. This isn't everybody, but uh, we'll start off with the Super Bowl champs. The Rams have been awarded Australia market and China. So that that's interesting. Uh, the Dolphins have been awarded Brazil and Spain. The Seahawks and Vikings have been awarded Canada. Germany and football, American football, is blazing hot in, 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 in Germany. Uh, you, you remember that, Mike, from some of the uh, did, NFL, yeah. uh, NFL Europe games that we used right. to cover over there yeah 
the Buccaneers, Chiefs, Panthers, and Patriots have been awarded the German market. And the Bears, Jaguars, Dolphins again, and Vikings again uh, awarded the UK. So I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, what the the process is on how they determine who gets what. But I, I know this: uh, the higher the market you are in terms of um, ratings, television ratings, like LA is a number two market in the country, New York's number one market in the country. That has something to do with what international market you get. Clearly. I want to. I want to know who gets the Jets. <laughs> the Jets, yeah, right. I didn't see the Jets. Oh wait, I'm sorry. You know what, Mike? Here they are. I didn't scroll far enough. The Jets and 49ers uh, have the UK. Yeah, but see, it's New York, though. Here, here's the deal. Yeah. I know. I know Roger Goodell for years. His primary deal, his legacy. He wants to put two NFL teams in in mm-hmm. Europe. That's always been. That's why he play over there all the time. Yeah, if, that's right. He he's always felt like, you know, that'll work over there with two teams, and, he and he's right. Determined to to get that yeah. done. He's right. Oh, and I missed some guys. Okay, one, the last one. This is it: uh, Broncos, Cardinals, Chiefs, Cowboys, 49ers, Raiders, Rams again. So this is the third market for the Rams. They've got Australia. They got China. Now this market that I'm about to mention: Steelers and Texans. Those guys all have Mexico. So there's another another big mark. All this is translating to folks is more dinero. Sure, I mean that's that's good all business. It is. Good yep. business. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, that's it for us. And before we say goodbye for the season, I just want to say uh, we got to send out a shout out and uh, prayers and wishes. Uh, we, we lost a great one this past Saturday. Uh, old Washington Redskin receiver Charlie Taylor. Yeah. Passed away this uh, this Saturday at eighty, number forty two. I, I know you remember that, and he was a great one. Yes, he was. He's a terrific player. I when I was at the Redskins, you know, there's a number of those guys that were around all the time. Uh, it was fun to be around, you know, that kind of football history. All right, Mike, that's it for us. And okay, uh, I want to say thank you to everyone out there at uh, Benstown that, that helped us out. Appreciate all your efforts and your help throughout the year. And uh, we both want to say thank you to a guy who we couldn't get on the air without every single week. And that's our Emmy, multi-Emmy award-winning producer, Mr. Roy Hamilton. He, uh, he, he's always there to, to help us in shooting us notes and, and keeping us straight. So, Roy, thank you very much, man. We, we appreciate your help. And, Mike, it, uh, man, was this year two for us? Yes, it was. Yeah? Man. Went by fast, went by fast. So, but uh, again, thanks to you, Roy, and, and thanks to everyone that's helped us out. And Mike, can't wait for next year, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's always something new. Absolutely. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Run It Again. Coach Marks and I will be taking a little hiatus, but don't worry, we'll be back in time to get you ready for the start of the 2022 NFL season. But before we go, we'd like to take this moment to thank all of our listeners, guests, and everyone at Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Productions. First off, we'd like to thank the man himself, Mike McVeigh. A special thank you to David Chachi Dennis, Kevin Horton, Susan Aksu, Laura Keeney, and Ed Maloney. We've all had a blast each week taking you inside the game with our special guests and sharing insights, and of course, telling some good old stories. 
Just remember, folks, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Stay safe. Run it again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.